All right, and welcome to another edition of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all the social medias. You can also reach out to us at beardedbrospodcast at gmail.com, as well as becoming a Patreon subscriber, where our contest to win a signed can of beer from the Bearded Bros themselves is still going on. So become a Patreon subscriber to help us move this podcast forward and make it better each week. Thank you again for listening. And as always, cheers. And welcome to another edition of Bearded Bros Podcast. As always, I'm joined by my two bearded bros, Stephen and Charles. And this week we have a special guest, another bearded bro in the house, Trip. Guys, hate Nazis? Can't stand it. Yep, hate Nazis. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Everybody hates Nazis. And let's go ahead and jump into it. How have you guys been? Hadn't seen y'all in a couple weeks. We had that big podcast with Bailey. It went really well. Uh, a lot of good feedback from that. And how have y'all been? Pretty good. Yeah, can't Keep complain. On. It's definitely springtime in Texas, which is pretty nice. Yeah, I've been pretty good. I'll introduce myself, I guess, real quick. Um, I am what Keith refers to as his boss. You know, his name <laughs> dropped me a few times over, uh, over the podcast. Big fan. Um, happy to make an appearance. And um, yeah, that's just a little bit, of, I guess, how I'm here. For for the record, can we just point out that we have a fan? <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. At least one. That is pretty yeah. impressive and surprising. <laughs> I know anybody that can listen to us ramble on for an hour, like, they deserve a fucking Medal of Honor as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. So, well, guys, y'all want to go ahead and jump into uh, our first beer of the week? I know that this week we're going to be really hammering in and some bearded iris and we're all going to be drinking the same beer on the podcast which isn't something that happens very often it's gonna be fun yeah i think every time we've tried to do that we've been in the same place and usually keith forgets to push record or something because those <laughs> podcasts never seem to be published yeah that, i think it was an issue with the mic but we'll we'll figure that out <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we have three Bearded Iris beers to choose from. And guys, y'all have them right in front of you. So whatever you pick out of your bucket is what we're going to start with. Charles has picked the Miami Vice looking one. Yeah. Oh, so that must be compact. Yeah. It's not very compact. It's, it's, it's pretty standard size. Yeah. Got to love the sound of a can opening. So, Keith, these are all double IPAs. Do you know all the all the specs and all that? Are you going to give us all that information, or do we have to look it up? I, I think everything you're going to know is going to be on the can itself. Hmm, smells delicious. 
Charles is being very Spartan with his pores. Well, I just want to make sure, you know. All right. Cheers. 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 Let's give it a shot. Cheers. Tastes like a beer. Oh, that's always a plus. (laughs) I could probably be more descriptive than that. It, it, uh, to me, tastes kind of like a hazy. Yeah, I definitely get like, yeah, definitely juicy. Kind of like orange juice, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, not very grapefruity. This is good. It doesn't smell like anything. It's just because it's really cold. I so, think it's it's really cold. one of the things they do is they do post their hops underneath what what type of beer it is. So, we have a double IPA, and it comes with Enigma hops, Strata hops, and I've never heard of this, Intensity hops. Hmm. I've never heard of Enigma. Yeah, I haven't heard of any of these hops, but I don't. I'm kind of out of the hop. Yeah, out of the hop game lately. Yeah. What? I wonder why they call it compact. The 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 label is cool. It's very like 1980s slash modern art looking. I like it. I I mean, they have an they have an innate ability to create these really cool labels that are really simple. And I, it's one of the things that draws me to them because there's never anything that you're like, whoa, that's out there. It's just simple but it's kind of understated and still really cool at the same time yeah and i believe they do all their art in-house as well um and if you go to their brewery they have their walk-in cooler is filled like top to bottom maybe like a 30 foot walk-in cooler uh with all their new and old artwork um and it's kind of cool to go by and see like how it's uh evolved into what it is it's like much cleaner now um, that's as far as the can goes. This beer, the compact's really good. Uh, most bearded Irish beers are going to be those um, juicy, hazy, very smooth and easy to drink. But they're also not sure what, what is this eight eight percent. Yeah, it says eight percent. Um, yep. It's very hard to find a bearded Irish beer that's less than eight <laughs> percent. That's um, big, juicy doubles. They're their go to. And this is this is, uh, this is yeah. a dangerous eight percent beer because it doesn't taste like eight nope. percent at all. Well, it's a good thing we're splitting these tonight, huh? I don't know. I'm kind of thirsty. <laughs> Charles and I have two of them, so. That's, a, that's okay. Me, me and Trip have a couple saved for the end of the podcast that we're going to be splitting that we're kind of excited to share with you guys. Meta- All right, so. Share or literally share? Like, what do you mean? Like, Because how many did you leave here? How many different beers? Do you remember? Um, I left six, I think six or eight beers, but they were the same three beers. Oh, okay. I got you. So, so Trip and I have five beers for tonight. Gotcha. So, um, all right. So we're going to go around the room and we're going to go ahead and rate this beer. And Trip, you're our guest, so you get to give the first rating. Um, I will give this a three out of three Bearded Bros podcasters out of three. I think it's a solid, no real flaws. It's delicious. Wow. I thought three out of three Bearded Bros podcasters would be like the lowest rating you could give it. But <laughs> Awesome. I'll so- give it, I'm going to do four out of six. No, because that's too low, but I want to do four out of six because it's my way of making a joke. Don't do it and then change it. Four out of six with an honorable plus one added to it. Premier League teams that maybe deserve to be in a super league. <laughs> oh, Stephen, you're jumping. You're jumping ahead. This is. We're going to get to this in our esoteric topic later. No, I'll give this. Uh, um, I'll give this nine out of ten hops that I've never heard of. This is a ninety percent beer. I like this. All right, Charles. Uh, 
so there's really good mechanical pencils with the big thick, thick lead. I'm going to give it 1.2 out of 1.3 millimeter lead, that thick, soft, smooth lead. Yet again, we're going for great radio. Like Charles is talking about the pencils on my desk, which nobody can see. Well, Sorry, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this two out of four goals scored last night in the NSC mm-hmm. match, but those two goals were fucking brilliant and not shit goals that FC Cincinnati scored. So we're gonna One. we're gonna go two out of four goals. Did you guys win? No, it was a two-two draw. Oh, are you guys still in that we, big, uh, stadium? Yeah, the Toyota one or whatever. Or Nissan. Nissan. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, we're still in Nissan. Our stadium should be built for the home opener next year. I guess that's nice. You probably have no capacity limit because you guys can spread out easily there. Well, we're still at 40%. And I think we had a little just, over 20,000 there last night. It was hard to tell. It was a big football stadium and they spread everybody out from the top row of the upper deck to the bottom oh, wow. hole. So uh, everybody very spaced out. I heard 20,000. It could be. It's just hard to judge because there yeah. was a lot of empty seats in between. I, I will say that Trip and I got to go together and we took our significant others and we had a blast. Like it was okay. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that you can always tell that MLS is not Premier League soccer. But when there are those moments where there's like beautiful build up play and the cross comes in mm-hmm. and a worldly goal is scored, it's just the same. Like what watching that go in the back of the net, it, it still gives you chills watching it. I think Austin FC could beat Tottenham. <laughs> As a Tottenham fan, I feel comfortable saying that after, but yeah. And they still lost to fucking Melanie, whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we, we've already done our first beer, and I'm sure we'll probably break into our second beer in this segment because I'm almost done with mine. Trip will probably be done with his shortly. I'm pretty sure you guys will be done with yours. So, but we'll go ahead and start it off. And it's time to jump into. Hey guys, want to check out my mixtape? It's got a bunch of bands you've never heard of before. Mixtape. And music. I love that. Yeah, was there music we're supposed to hear or something like that? Some kind of sound effect? Soundboard? You, come on, guys. Like you, you, you should be used to this at this point. Like you, you go back and listen to the podcast, right? Or you're just oh, like, oh, I don't do that. So that I have to listen to the podcast to hear the sound effects. Oh, it's yeah. not actually music. It's like, do you want to listen to our extra? Yeah, it's something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we have a guest. So, Trip. Oh boy! First again. First right. again, you get to give us your and again, everybody. We are doing drinking songs, songs to drink to, drinking inspiration, like just songs that have to do with drinking or make you want to drink a beer. So, trip, take it away. Yeah. So I'm never really clear on what this uh, playlist was going for. So, um, I kind of put together five songs that start from like when you start to drink through the night to the end to the next morning. So, um, you know, first song, I always said if I, if I was sitting down with you guys and I was going to do something like this, I had to have a John Prine song in there. Um, I think me and Keith, you know, we both share our idolization of that man, but, uh, I got his happy enchilada song or that's the way that the world goes around. Yeah. Um, it's just a great, I think front porch sitting song. You just got off work or it's a Friday. Um, a great way to start a weekend. Um, and then I got, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Poolside. 
but um, they're a very electric heavy, uh, chill vibes kind of band. So they really helped me through the pandemic last year. Uh, just, you know, a good, a good song, not, or a good band just to not really think about much while it's on um, nice. hanging out outside, but uh, can't stop your loving one of my favorites. And then, uh, you know, as the night progresses, you know, the, my next song on here is uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, swimming pools. I don't know if you guys have heard that. I noticed there wasn't a lot of hip hop on your uh, <laughs> on your playlist, so I figured I'd, I'd jumble that up a little bit. Nice. But, um, yeah. just, we we need some more cool people. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Lamar one was easy, um, you know, and I don't know if anybody else is adding this tonight, but like Hillary, Hillary was saying, "Why is Gin and Juice not on this?" Like, oh yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, rounding it up here, Mac Miller, uh, rest in peace. But um, he was he was right before he passed, you know, the way his music was evolving was really great. And I got Blue World, which is kind of um, it's kind of about enjoying yourself and also like fighting demons. So, you know, towards the end of the night, they're heavy drinking. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a good song, but it's also great to drink, drink to as well. And then uh, my personal favorite band, I guess, of all time, if I had to choose one, would probably be the Avid Brothers. Um, and they have um, they have a couple. <laughs> hangover songs but i went with uh down with the shine which you know shine literally moonshine which is uh you know the song is about getting old but like trying not to be old so you know re like living and taking advantage of your youth um and also all the stupid stuff you do like, <laughs> the night before so it's like kind of a regretful but also like an explanation of you know your life or your living and your drinking i like nice. it well yeah. done Trip's better better at this than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had to come in here with a plan, like you know. And uh, I yeah. keep asking Keith. I was like, so what are we gonna do? He's like, oh, just wing it. Like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. So, <laughs> um, I did the best I could. With I mean, I mean, to be fair, guys, do we ever really know what we're gonna talk about when we hit record? Uh, I'm not blind enough to not see that both you and Charles usually have a note card. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that Charles doesn't seem to have one today. What's kind of weird? Okay. But you guys usually do have this planned out. I just have two screens on my computer. Like I, I have some. I, I won't lie. I have some notes. But when it gets to like esoteric topic and shit, like I don't usually know what I'm going to be talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Esoteric topic. <laughs> hey, no, I like the way. You how say how do you say it? Say it the first way. I, I didn't hear this earlier. Esoteric topic. Isn't that how you say it? But he but he gets that draw thing going. It's like esoteric topic. Oh, okay. He enunciates it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. it. Oh, yeah, well, how'd you like it? it. <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, why don't you go next on your songs of the week? I can do that. Um, so, I noticed when I when we first came up with the idea of doing this, Charles and I were talking about it and we we're like, yeah, we shouldn't be super literal and like just pick songs that have drinking in the title. And then when I look back, I literally kind of did that. And all the songs that I did last <laughs> time, were just, I don't know. They were pretty, uh, pretty heavy handed. So this time instead I thought about, and maybe because it's spring and the weather's getting nice. We've been hanging out outside, but I thought about music and songs that, just feel good to hear when you're sitting around drinking and they tend to be things that are like sing-along type songs right so the first one i put was into the mystic by van morrison which like whenever that song com comes on or really anything from that entire album it just reminds me of um it reminds me of college like it's one of those albums that i think is kind of timeless 
and everybody kind of listens to it, you know? So I have Into the Mystic, and then kind of the same idea, uh, The Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. Like, I think anytime that song comes on, somebody's going to be kind of singing along to it. And it's just, it's fun when stuff like that happens when you're out drinking. And then, you know, I did have to have one that is a little literal, but Cold Beverages by G-Love and the Special Sauce. So I have a, nice. a very, you know, G-Love was one of the first bands that we would go see live a lot, like when I was in high school. And uh, and I've always liked good old, that, that whole album is awesome, but that one seems to fit the whole drinking song thing. Drinking in high school. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, I have Dawes, all your favorite bands. So a couple reasons for that coming out of quarantine. Um, Dawes is uh, announced that they're going to be playing at Stubbs in December. Charles and I were talking about that. We've we've seen Dawes together, and that song, I'll never get the image out of my mind of Keith and Keith and Charles like with their arms around each other's shoulders, like swaying back and forth and singing that song. It out was loud. a very special moment. I, I'm not criticizing. It was great. It was funny, and I think I actually have a video of it because we were standing behind you guys laughing at you um and appreciating <laughs> the dancing and the singing um but you know it's you know going to a concert having a overpriced tall boy of lone star at Stubbs or someplace like that it's just it's it's on the horizon i'm looking forward to it yeah they're they're coming to the ryman and i've already told jamie that we're we're gonna get some tickets to see dawes nice. or not not ryman they're coming to marathon oh cool oh that'll be a great uh, atmosphere yeah i agree and then my last one is the Mountain Goats, Up the Wolves, which, again, it's a song that I really like. It's kind of like, I don't know, going out and causing trouble. Like, troubles troubles are coming, which usually happens when you're <laughs> drinking. But really, it's because the Mountain Goats are playing at Mohawk yeah. in about two weeks. And are you serious? I, I'm kind of wondering, Charles, if we should go. I think we should. It's just they're playing two nights, a Tuesday and Wednesday. That's the only bummer thing. It's in the middle of the week. But um, I don't know. There's a good chance that Charles and I will be drinking a few beers at the Mohawk in a couple of weeks. Hang, hang out on, the on a, let me check on something real quick. Trip, would you miss me for a couple of days? If I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think that's going to be so good because the Mountain Goats, like that, the lead singer is so thoughtful and introspective. Like his reflections on the pandemic are going to be really cool. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. Uh, so yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and jump into mime real quick. And Stephen, I. I struggled because I wanted to put all your favorite bands on my list and I wanted to put up the wolves on my list, but I kind of had the feeling that you were going to. So well done for like, I, I just kind of felt it. All right. Yeah, he, he liked them first. No, I'm just <laughs> no, Steven, Steven did turn me on to the mountain goats. I will take like, I feel like I turned you guys onto Dawes. Yeah, I, I was not a Dawes fan before we went to that show. I will admit that. Like, I tried to listen to him, and I never really liked him, and now I love him. So Awesome. So my songs for the week are, and it, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, last week, it was just all drinking songs. And this week, I was like, what makes me want to pick up a beer? When I'm sitting <laughs> on the back porch... That's so funny. I, I, I had a totally different spin on it. I'm like, when I'm drinking beer, what's what do I want to listen to? Yeah, it keeps like, what makes me want to drink? Yeah, it keeps us like <laughs> you just getting out of bed, do that. I, I feel like you can do an excuse. <laughs> so I, I went with a few songs that when I hear them, I immediately want to go out to the beer fridge 
crack open a beer or head to the keys or pour a pint. And these are, my head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't love Jesus. And that's a Jimmy Buffett song. And say what you will, Jimmy Buffett's a drinking, like you listen to Jimmy Buffett when you drink. You may not be a parrot head. I am. I have a Jimmy Buffett tattoo on my leg. I'm not ashamed of it. But it's the, I will say it's also the first time I've put Jimmy Buffett on any playlist. Uh, That is true. Yeah. I've never been more hammered at a concert than a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah. Agreed. Can't make it through the parking lot without everybody. I I literally didn't make it into the concert, but I didn't, in my defense, (laughs) I didn't have a ticket. So I didn't really have a plan to get into the concert. I just, I just went with friends that were going and I was like, I'm sure there's a party in the parking lot the entire time. And there was, and it was great. Oh, the tailgates are fantastic. So, and then my next song is all Yorn, and it's from Tyler Childers. I, over the past year, I've become a huge Tyler Childers fan. And my next song is also by Tyler Childers and it's Feathered Indians. And this is another song that when I'm sitting on the back porch, I'm like, as soon as it comes on, I'm like, I have to go get a beer. Yeah. And I almost, it, I almost put that one on there last week. So it's feathered, kind of ironic. Yeah. feathered Indians. And it has that great line that, um, his belt, buckle leaves, his belt buckle leaves indents on her thigh. So there's little feathered Indians. It, like it's just a great song. I mean, he's great to drink. I had some Tyler Childers written down too that I was thinking about. Good, but like almost all of his songs, really. Yeah, they're just great. Like crack open a beer and listen. Um, and then a guy who's been on the podcast before that we've mentioned, I think several times, Sturgill Simpson, Life of Sin. Like great song. Um, you can get two versions of this because it's on Metal Modern Sounds of Country Music, and it's also on Cutting Grass Volume One. Um, but great song. And then Trip puts a John Prine on here. I, I kind of I put John Prine on last week, but I kind of skidded the road a little bit here. I did How Lucky, which Kurt Vile recorded last year or the year before last with John Prine. It's a John Prine song, but it's Kurt Vile and John Prine together. That's doing so a John cool. Prime yeah, song. Cool. yeah, I didn't know they collaborated. I can't wait to listen to that one. Wasn't like the anniversary of his death like last week or the week before or something like that too? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. And I will say this. Um, I'm a subscriber to Sirius XM and uh, they have a channel on there called Americana and they do what's called Sunday Service. Every Sunday, I think at 9 a.m. Central Time. And that entire program was dedicated to John Prime last week. And so there were covers, there were artists that he had signed, and I listened to it twice. And I'm not going to lie, I cried for a solid hour while listening to it because I just I just missed John Prime and knowing that like I can't go to Arnold's and see John Prime and I'm I'm not going to get another John Prime album in like it, it's hard especially for people in Nashville John Prime was a living legend that oh, yeah. you knew that you could see walking down the street one day and He'd probably stop and hang out with you if you took the time to do it. Wow. All right, okay. Charles. So that that leaves you with uh, your music. Yeah, such a downer, Keith. Sorry. Actually, let's, let's... before we start, like, let's <laughs> maybe we should take a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Which we we can, but definitely not for Prince Philip. Uh, um, but why don't we why don't we crack open another beer, Charles? You have yeah, the did, bucket right beside did, you. Did Keith's just like insult a monarchy or something like well, that. Well, I, I agree it's insulting the monarchy. No, yeah, I know it just seemed kind of random. Yeah, 
I it, we hate the monarchy. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty ambivalent. I didn't even know the queen was married. I guess I always just assumed she wasn't. I don't know. Bachelorette? Yeah, I never saw him. Yeah. All right, Charles, what beer are we drinking next? Another suggestion. Oh, wait, I have to finish mine. I, I have one last thing to say about this beer. This is, this might be, this reminds me of a really good orange juice beer, right? And I say that, well, where am I going with this? predating the the hazy kind of craze that's that's come along and like the juicy ipa pliny the elder to me mm-hmm. tastes like an amazing grapefruit juice in the form of a beer and this tastes like an amazing orange juice in the form of a beer to me so i think this is this is in good company in my mind in my memory so i like this one kudos to compact and bearded iris so what well, well, we found a beer that is under eight uh-huh, percent there we go <laughs> After Trip brought up, it's hard to find an under eight percent beer. We have one here. This is another suggestion, seven point eight percent, just under, and it has Nelson Citra and again another hop that I'm not familiar with, Motuika, Motueka, Motuka. Yeah, it looks like an Indian name, Motuika. No, no, no. You pour that. I was going to read the can. What? Nothing. All right. You're doing good. So we're tasting beer. Oh, that's good. It's a little bit cleaner than the compact. It's not so much juice to it. I like it. I don't like it as much. Um, to me, it's not as integrated. It's it, it's one of the sins of IPAs where you get the bitter, tart, and the sweet, and they don't mesh well for me. Um, it's kind of a flaw I have where I can't help but taste all the sappy sweetness and that's all, all I'm getting on the back end. I don't like that. I like it. The, I, I actually like this more than I like the compact. I think I'm with Charles. Well, I think I still have the compact flavor yeah. in my mouth because I had to down mine. You needed a palate cleanser. Yeah. But I mean, it's so good. It's so good. I think it's just being able to compare them directly. I, I definitely like the compact better. Yeah, I definitely get, um, it's definitely not as smooth or, you know, full bodied as the compact. Um, this one they've had, uh, they make, they've been making this maybe for four years. Uh, it comes around every now and then, um, compacts, one of their newer ones. So this is like one of the original, uh, bearded iris beers. I, I should state for the record that Tripp and I have cleaned bearded irises lines for it. You do it more often than I do. Um, but we, and we also have a friend that works at Bearded Iris. Yeah. One of our friends, he works there in the canning line. Um, and, uh, coincidentally enough, they just hired a new brewer who used to do our job. Uh, he, he cleaned lines for us at Heifer Profits. Um, and he went to Disc Insider and then he just got hired on at Bearded Iris. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we have a little, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch, you scratch mine. Uh, business relationship with the uh, Bearded Iris, but they're really great people over there anyway. Um, so. and, and by, and I don't think I'm really throwing anybody under the bus here by scratch your back, you scratch ours. We get free pints of Bearded Iris. I mean, yeah, and that goes to the gen- <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we take real good care of their equipment and stuff, but uh, but they're definitely generous in the offerings of some, some new releases or, you know, like a four pack on your way out. So Nice. Nice. So if we need to edit that out trip, just let me know, but <laughs> we should be okay. You, get, you guys, you, you think way more people listen to this than they actually do. I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, it is funny. My boss has listened to a couple episodes too. 
Um, yeah, your your boss brought I mean, it up when I was interviewing for a job. It was like, hey, I was listening to this Bearded Bros podcast, and some guy named Keith was out? talking. To, but he goes, this guy Keith was talking about like occasionally smoking pot, and I'm like, no, it was another Keith. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, yeah, he he followed Fish on tour for like two whole years or something. So you know, I think Keith, I think you're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not I think, I think you're. <laughs> All right, Charles, why don't you jump into your songs for the week? All right. All right. Uh, no ratings? Oh, we should do ratings. Good call, Charles. So I'm going to give this a one out of two. Uh, it, it probably is really good. It's just I've just tasted it compared to something I've really enjoyed a lot. So uh, I'm going to say, like, you get your sweet and your tart, your two parts. It gets half of that for me. I really like the tart, not so much the sweet. Um, yeah. Sorry about the pencil thing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. I don't know, freaking bojangles. Seven out of ten bojangles, whatever those are. Um, I think it's actually really good. I might. I would probably give it like an eight if I hadn't just drank the other one. But I think maybe it's just this tastes very muted as a result of the last one and. But for a double IPA, like it's, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get a sticky sweetness. Mm -hmm. I don't get like a cloying bitterness. Like it's, it's really good. I would totally like down several of these if I was ever at Bearded Iris. Um, I think I just like the other one better. And I think it's just, that was just a lot more crisp and flavorful to me. I don't know. Refreshing. So seven out of 10 things. All right, Tripp. Um, yeah, I think it actually makes me appreciate compact more. Um, uh, I do agree with you guys on that. I'm going to give it four out of six hops I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> it's a solid beer, but yeah, not quite as good as the one we just had. All right. I'm going to, I actually really like this beer and I like the contrast to compact. Uh, I mean, it's almost like it's a West Coast style, even though it's <laughs> hazy. I, I really like it. And so I'm going to give it a 14 out of $15 spent on my Lyft ride home from the Bearded Iris anniversary party a couple <laughs> okay. of years ago. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good rating. All right, guys. So, Charles, music. All right, music. I'll probably move through mine pretty quickly because mine are mostly about vibes. It has nothing to do with lyrics. Um, so the first one I picked was... Groombin? Have you guys heard of this band? I haven't. Is, is that it, how you say that? There's a lot of letters in that. There name. is. That's how I'm saying it. Yeah, I like that. Um, they're a Texas band, and uh, they're heavily influenced by like world music, so like Indian, Moroccan music, things like that. Uh, but it's just really chill, awesome vibes. Uh, the bass player has like the best bass lines, and she's just... This is going to sound kind of egotistical. No, what I'm being misogynistic, maybe. Uh, but uh, she's just a really tall drink of water, and she just short skirt, and she's just playing that bass, and it's just the vibe. You get so, so cool. you're saying you have the hots for the bass. Oh player. yeah, I okay, do, 100%. Yeah. You know what's funny? Some people say the same thing about trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, but I, I don't think this song even really has any words to it. It just has this really chill when you're in the zone kind of vibe going. Everything's right with the world. Uh, it's just it's, it's, it's when you're in that sweet spot of a night, and this this the song comes on, and 
You're just feeling good. Life is good. Uh, and then this one I really debated a lot about. Have you guys heard of Reef? Yes. Yeah, they're they're old. I, I don't know, like 2000s, maybe 90s. Um, kind of like Puddle of Mud, uh, maybe Cage the Elephant kind of sound or whatever. But uh, I, I would more say Cage the Elephant than Puddle of Mud. Okay. Just to give uh, them a little bit more credibility. No, no, no. But they're... I, this the thing I love about the song is it doesn't really have any credibility. It's just when you're having fun and and uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but uh, life's good. You're just thumping out some beats, you know. It's a good song comes on. That's what how I feel about this song. No deep thought went into that. It just has the right vibes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, next one, can't stop the bleeding. This has Tom Morello and Gary Clark Jr. Oh, this song is so good. Yeah. And I really like the way it evolves. It has a third person. I can't see it on my Spotify, but uh, it's like an electronic artist. Uh, but uh, it, it just starts as like a bluesy kind of good song and then like digresses into like this uh, EDM song and then comes back to this bluesy song. And it just feels right for that kind of maybe past the sweet spot a little bit where... Uh, you're a little out of control a little bit. And uh, what's you said EDM? What's that? Uh, like electronic music. Okay. Yeah. What was the DM? Like electronic death know. metal? Electronic well. dance music. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be electronic death metal because that sounds yeah. like a mashup <laughs> that I need in my life. But uh, I, I really like it. Um, next one is uh, DZ Death Rays. I guarantee you guys have not heard of this band. I barely know about them, but uh, they're Australian kind of death metal band just super hard um this is when the night's raging and you're invincible and you know most adults don't drink this way but you know sometimes you're in that i i love the fact that you say most because that that doesn't pertain to us no definitely not (laughs) and then we take it down a notch this is a chill pub song uh euro trash girl just you know, sitting around, maybe somebody sits next to you at the bar and you start telling t- stories about how you backpack across Europe and, you know, met this girl in some Eastern Bloc country that you had the hots for or something like that. It's just a cool song. Um, and uh, you're slowing down now, coming back to reality. Uh, yeah. All right. Nice. Well, I like, I like I, that. I do like that song. That's I do song. too. Yeah. I love it. All right. So one thing we have not done, guys, is put the final song on this playlist. And Jamie brought this up earlier. And we have to have one more song added to this playlist at the very end. Yes. We have to put we have to put closing time. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought about actually doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I like it. Yeah. Do it. It was such so, a cliche for so long. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it totally is. But it's like Jamie played. said, it's it's still played at closing time. Mm-hmm. And I think we should close this playlist with closing time. All right, Keith, you have that song. <clears throat> and I think you've picked the last two kind of genres or themes yes. for a playlist. Yes, so I have. Charles and I were talking about this and we're gonna we're gonna snag the next one. Go for it. What are we All doing right. for the next two podcasts? So a little different. This can be literally anything genre-wise you want. Any any real theme, way it makes you feel, doesn't matter. Right. But every song has to be released in 2020 or 2021. Oh, wow. So 
They all okay. have to be new. And this is just a way of finding new music that has come out in the past, you know, year and a half. I'm actually really happy about this because there's been a lot of music that I've wanted to talk about on the podcast, but we've been doing these themes. Mm-hmm. So this this is awesome. I'm actually really psyched about this. And I'll say bonus points if it is a like freshman album. So if it's a band that that's their first album and it came out in 2020, 2021. So basically a band that we've never heard of before. All right. And I know that everyone's already played in Nashville, even if we haven't heard of For them. For years. But like, you know, like you just, just run with it. So bonus think, points for that. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I really haven't been discovering music for a few mm-hmm. years now. It feels like homework almost because of so much stuff that gets um, released. Yeah. So I think it's great to take some time out every now and then and like discover some new shit. That's the plan. Trip, yep. I, I do want to ask this real quick trip. Have you discovered any, as somebody who is a fan of the podcast, mm-hmm. has there been anything that we've talked about on the podcast that you've went and listened to and said, Oh, I actually really like that. Oh man. That's, that's tough. You put me on the spot. <laughs> um, Cause I'm sure I'm not is. saying I'm sure like specific is. artists. Yeah. I'm just asking in general. Yeah. Have um, you learned some new music oh, from yeah, the podcast? Sure. I mean, um, I'm not a music head by any means. So um, you guys, you know, shine lights on stuff. I don't, you know, you guys talked about it casually and then, you know, I definitely learned stuff from the, from what your discussions, but um, absolutely. I mean, I've, I started listening. I had to ask for instructions on how to get to this playlist, but, uh, <laughs> but listen to your playlist and stuff. I mean, you guys have great taste in music. I mean, we brewed a lot of beers, listening to you guys' um, playlists. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's great. So I, another, another note, Trip has become the co-brewer of Dire Straits Brewing Company. <laughs> nice. And, and will eventually be a co-brewer at Good Trouble Brewing Company. All right. So Trip, let us know. Is is, is Keith just like sitting back and like, okay, now do this <laughs> and do that? Or you know, is he it, helping? It would, it'd make great content, content if that was the case. But um, uh, I'm really green into this. So like I'm always enthusiastic, even if it's just... Uh, you know, scraping the mash tun, uh, cleaning up even, you know, I like doing all that. So, um, I don't, he doesn't take advantage of me, but I'm also like very proactive and like wanting to get my hands dirty and, you know, learn. Cool. But, uh, he's well, made it very easy. He'll take advantage of you eventually. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> well, he's warm. He's warming me up real well. Uh, <laughs> One of these days you're going to yeah. find his hand on your knee and say, Hey, trip <laughs> time to do the dishes. All right. I, I will I, say that we have one friend that we we do kind of take advantage uh, of, yeah. uh, and, and that I'm not going to say this person's name because I haven't talked to him about it. But we have one friend that is in charge of the wart chiller, and that is his job every brew day. Is he is in charge of bringing the temp of the beer down to 80 degrees? That's not a bad job. Yeah, could be worse. I mean, it's, it's not nobody's the, favorite, and yeah, and we're doing we're chilling the beer with. Uh, water hose temperature water so like it's yeah. not like we have like glycol chilled yeah. uh copper lines or anything yeah we're just it's, we're using the temperature of hose water to get it from you know 160 to 75 degrees 80 degrees whatever it is um so it, it's just kind of like a joke between us because no one really likes to do it you got to get down on the ground you're like you're, you're gonna get on your knees that sucks or well we got the have, drum stool now the drum stool is nice so it's Wait, not, are you guys running on the outside of the container? Or you got the copper coil. We we yeah, got the copper coil. You're just like spinning inside. the copper coil in or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Why does he have to get down on his knees? <laughs> well, before we had the drum stool, he would get on his knees to like get a well, good get a squat. Because yeah, well, you, you could know, also the chairs put... are higher than you know what the what the boilers in. So. Yeah, we we don't have any normal chairs out there. They're all bar height chairs. Well, you could put the pot on something like the kettle. Uh, that's too much logic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we jump into entertainment, how are y'all's beers doing? Because I'm ready to move on to another beer. Gone. All right, let's do it. So apparently, I'm slow, which is okay. No, you're normal. <laughs> so that moves us over to wavelength, if I'm correct. Charles, is a wavelength you got there? Yeah, another cool can. And actually, I know all of these hops, so I'm actually kind of excited about this one. I, you know, I think I figured out, and this is not a dig on their art on their cans, because I do think it's really cool, but I'm kind of wondering if they just had that old Microsoft screensaver make it for them. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, they're all very geometric patterny and stuff like that, but... Or that old desktop where you'd, uh, where you play music and it'd just be the wires. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. That's the one so cold. Did you get enough there, Trip? Do I need to pour some of... I'm, yeah, I'm good. I gotta drive home after this, so... Half pints or less than half pints are, and don't so don't forget we got two more half pints to get through. <laughs> Poor trip, <laughs> trying to keep up. Trip, Trip's a trooper. I'm not worried about Trip. I'm more worried about me like checking in with Trip at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Sunday night. Jeez, Sunday scares. I think they're making up. They're making up hop names. Vic Secret. I have not heard of that. No, that's a a proper hop name. It sounds like a a character from, uh, what what was like the cartoon spy show that was on like Adult Swim? Spy versus Spy? No, Archer. Uh, Remember Archer? Like Vic Secret sounds like a villain on Archer. (laughs) Vic Secret is a proper hop, and I think I have a can of it out in the beer fridge. 15 pounds of it? I think I have like one ounce of it. Okay. But so it has Vic Secret, Vic Secret, Citra, and El Dorado. And El Dorado tends to be a more like fruit forward, mm-hmm. tropical hop. So you should get some like some of those tropical flavors from the El Dorado. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's good. Is this one a double also? Yep. Yes, it is. 8.3%. I'm, I'm going to give myself props on knowing that El Dorado which is listed last here, is going to give her tropical notes. Yeah. Like, just knowing that. I'm, I'm, a little pat on the back for Keith for doing some, like, hop research over the last year and a half. We're proud of you, Keith. This one's really good. It is. This good. is think, really good. I think I need a palate cleanser, mm-hmm. though. That's the problem with IPAs. And it's freaking yeah. back to back to back. It just, like, builds up on your tongue. Well, and, and Bearded Irish has, like, a very unique to itself taste. So, they... I, Having had plenty of bearded irises in my life, um, I know they can tend to blend together. Uh, but, you know, it's nice actually concentrating on what you're drinking because some people would say all three of these taste exactly the same. But, you know, when you sit down and think about it, yeah, you, you notice those little differences. Yeah. Well, I think it's a bit like to give them credit, like you drink a double IPA usually and it's heavy handed. 
And none of these are like that. So the, the fact that like when I finish the last one and start this one, like I don't have this they are strong. So I can't say words right now. Residual, like, you know, taste of like of uh like real maltiness or like excessive bitterness or anything like that. Like they're all just super smooth and like clean tasting. This one to me has more of like a ale kind of flavor. You know what I mean? Like I, I can taste like more beer versus the other ones were like very fruity. Well, maybe I'm still tasting the first one, but I mean, I'm kind of jealous. Like these are, these are a lot better than all the double IPAs that we have at our local breweries. Yeah. We had this on ice. So it was super cold. Yeah. It tastes really good that way. Yeah. That might have something to do with it too. Like they're, they, they're not tasting really sweet at all. Mm. Might because they're really cold. I mean, Bearded Iris has been one of my go-tos since I moved to Nashville. Like, even the worst beers that they make are still solid, like, seven or eights on a scale to ten. They they don't make bad beer. All right, so let's go ahead and move. Did we? Oh, we haven't ranked this yet. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and give this a rating. And Charles, you start off with the rating Dang. this time. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, ten out of ten. I'm gonna give it. it. I just ten out of ten. <laughs> it works. We are, this this does feel like it's coming like one right after the other. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we don't have our index cards with our ratings written out in advance. I'm gonna give it two out of three, meaning this is my second favorite of the three that we've had so far. There you go. Trip. Um, I'll give it a seven point five out of eight percent. The eight percent baseline I blindly made for beer <laughs> virus that everything they make is over eight percent. Nice. And I'm going to give this, I, I really like this. So I'm going to give it a 22 out of 23 Jamie Carragher's. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? I think he's a soccer player. Probably oh, for it's a national player. One, of the, a, one of the greatest Liverpool defensemen to ever oh, play. Man. Born and bred, uh, local Liverpool legend. I, it grew up an Evertonian. Yeah, his, uh, yeah very true. Oh. But like most, family, like most families over there, everything is split households. Um, I think he's fully converted. Oh, yeah. He is 100% <laughs> fully converted. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm sure he got a lot of uh, – they don't have Thanksgiving over there. But uh, at Christmas dinners, I'm sure he got a lot of – got an earful from a lot of his family members. I, I was reading an article today that they had interviewed Jamie Carragher and said, when did you stop, like, actually pulling for Everton? It was in 1999 when Liverpool lost in an FA Cup Mm -hmm. and he went to a pub that he always went to and everybody was celebrating the fact that (laughs) Liverpool had lost. He's like, fuck that. I will never pull for Everton again. I I was wondering how long it would take for this to turn into like a Liverpool circle jerk. Pardon my (laughs) language. (laughs) Just kidding. The more I drink this beer, this might be better than the first one. I, I think I, I think, agree with you. I think I would have to have them side by side and so not different. not as cold as like when when we first like having it in like a frosty mug or pull out of ice. I think might have tainted well, my. Well, for the judgment. record, and I know I know that Trip will agree with me. You should never have a frosty mug because that just adds additional head to the beer, Keith. But if you had a frosty mug that said that, look at that. You see it. Is it backwards? It's backwards, isn't it? Wet, no, I see it. Wedding officiant. Three thirteen twenty one. No. What's what's to say above that? World's, World's best. best wedding officiant. <laughs> this was my gift from the my first wedding I ever did, which was for my niece. 
And I have my second wedding coming up this weekend for my brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. before I forget, guys, do y'all have any interest? Because I can get us tickets through through our friend Ryan to come to a Nashville-Austin match. I have a lot of Ab- Absolutely. When is okay. it in the summer? Because we can't get tickets to Austin matches, so... <laughs> okay, I think, I think it's in May. So I'll find the dates okay. and send it to you guys. Um, it, would, it would probably have to be a weekend, which they're I'm all. I'm pretty all, sure most, most matches them, are all. Yeah, most of, the most of them are. Um, I would definitely mention that. Okay, so it might I'll, be, I'll look might be a quick it. trip. Like we might fly out there for the day and okay. not stay long, much longer than that. But I'd be down. Okay. Yeah, South, I thought it would Southwest be fun. from Austin to Nashville is like you can get cheap. Yeah, cheap round trip. I, I feel like Trip is looking up the date of this as we talk. Like I need Trip got, around here all the time. If you had if you had faster internet, I'd have the answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, while, while Trip is looking this up, we could go ahead and move into. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Entertainment and. I, I'm going to let Trip be while he looks this up. Steven, what's your entertainment for the week? Why do I always have to go first? Yeah, I'm glad you went first. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to talk about TV or anything like that. I'm gonna, I just got back from my first vacation. Is it my first vacation since COVID? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of my first official vacation since COVID, where we actually went and got out a plane, and we went to a location, and we you know, had a vacation. It was fun. We went to Key West. And Key West, as a parrot head, Keith, you might kind of like this. Um, I, it's, I highly recommend, as a, especially a grown-up kind of vacation. We took our kids and it was fun. But Key West is a very unique place. It reminded me a bit of Texas in there. Like it wasn't as Florida Manny as I kind of expected it to be, right? It was, it, it, it was, it was a very cool place and it was beautiful. We, uh, my, our whole family's vaccinated except for our uh, 11-year-old daughter who can't get vaccinated. So we figured it was time to uh, go on a little trip, and we did it. Went to Key West. It was fun. We stayed on a boat. We stayed on a boat. So we got an Airbnb. Like the the expensive thing about Key West was the hotel. So I just went on Airbnb, and I found like a like a kind of a yacht type thing. I don't know. It had like three bedrooms, and that was our Airbnb, and it was the same price as the hotels. We stayed on that. They didn't give us the keys to actually drive it, which is probably smart, but, (laughs) but it it was cool. So basically we wound up, you know, the, the nice thing about it was we wound up where our, you know, kind of base of operations was a marina and we were surrounded by a cool mix of people that own boats for business. And then also just like old hippie people that live on their boats in Key West and that's what they do. And um, it, we didn't really feel like we're in a real touristy kind of area as a result. And it was, it was super fun. So highly recommend Key West is a pretty cool vacation spot and also can't stress enough how nice it felt to get out of town after the past I, year and a half. I, I have to make a couple of comments on this because one Key West is my dream spot to go. Like I haven't been there yet. I'm going at some point, but more importantly, Steven, you put us all to shame, man. What you, do you mean? You you took off your shirt. You took that picture of JB's like, look at Steven. And I'm uh, like, God damn it. I've got to go start running and working <laughs> out. <laughs> I think it was a, a, a trick of the camera. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't give me too much credit. My, my dad bought is in full effect with the belly. Don't worry. <laughs> 
but it looked like you had guys had a great time. And we did have one question about your trip, which is we saw Anna holding a fish. Mm-hmm. Did Anna catch that fish? Oh yeah, she did. Anna caught two fish. I caught three fish. Lauren didn't try to fish. I don't think. And Nathan <laughs> caught no fish, which, you know, but he tried, but it, it, Key West is very boat centric. So I definitely, if, if you're going to go down there, you want to have access to a boat, whether you like, you know, meet, make friends with somebody at a bar. There's not a lot of beaches. It's kind of weird for, for South Florida. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we, we, we fished for an hour. So we did like a half day charter and we only really fished for an hour and caught, I think five fish. Every single one was a different species. None of them were very big, but they were all freaking awesome looking, you know, like just cool tropical fish. Um, it was, it was super fun. And Anna did catch, she caught two grouper and our, our guide, you know, said the names. I can't remember what they were, but they were, uh, they were cool. Awesome. And and again, super jealous at some point I'm going to make it down to Key West. That's bucket list. Yeah, no, it's vacation for me. Just bring a snorkel and a mask and if the water's crystal clear, like you can, I, I, I can spend days just doing that. That's, that's what we did most of the time at the beaches. I mean, we it's to. a, it's a parrot head. I have certain spots that I have to hit like Captain Tony's. I have to go to Captain Tony's. I have to go to Hemingway's house, but yeah, I, I definitely want to grab the snorkel and some, some goggles and go snorkeling out there and go fishing. Like it, it's just such an amazing place that I'm so ashamed that I haven't been. Yeah, it's cool. All right, Charles, what you got for entertainment? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been entertained. All right, fair, fair You've enough. been entertained. What have you been doing to keep yourself occupied? Yeah, I don't know. all right well we'll go with nothing from charles i'm okay with it trip what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained um we all right so we watched a movie friday night it's called bad trip it's on netflix it's uh eric it starts eric andre um i don't know if you guys are familiar but um it's like a it's kind of like a borat style movie uh but you you find yourself like not knowing like all right are these people in on it or are they not um but it's really it's hilarious like we were in stitches the whole time um as far as traditional entertainment that's what i had my entertainment for the past month or so uh, is gardening it's something that i got picked up over the last couple years so um, we got all our veggies in the ground we're crossing our fingers that we don't get another frost um otherwise it's bed sheets out there uh, but it's just something that's like for us and for me, it's like therapeutic just to do. And then, you know, at the end of the summer, you're just, you know, you got all these big plants and um, um, home veggies and stuff. And then funny enough, yesterday I was at the farmer's market and like Hillary's going to kill me if I bring any more plants home or I try to like, <laughs> or, I, or I try to make a new garden plot. But yesterday in, you know, we were both at the farmer's market and she was on board with it. We uh, got a bearded iris, like actual flower. Oh, wow. Um, Which, so I guess for the-, the record, is the state flower of Tennessee. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, but yeah, I, I the family. Talking about yeah, I, I thought the brewery was just named after vagina. <laughs> Every time we do this, they, they think that. <laughs> But um, so yeah, I got a bearded iris plant, um, and we're gonna start it somewhere, and then hopefully we'll have like a little field of bearded irises, and uh, you know, we can transplant them or give them as gifts. But you know, I just saw this random vendor that we get a, that we get our collard greens from every weekend. Uh, they were selling bearded irises, and I was like, I have to have this. And she's like, 
yeah, we, we need to have it. As much bearded iris as we drink. Like, we might as well put a flower in the ground that represents it. Nice. nice. Yeah, Trip sounds cool, Keith. He should be on the podcast all the time because he likes gardening <laughs> and makes coherent I mean, we points. Can, so I, I like this guy. It's totally up to Trip, but we can make this happen. I, mean, I don't mind stopping by from time to time, you know. <laughs> if I'm welcome, yeah. Yeah, you're always welcome. Gardening is the way to go. Like, I love gardening. That's, that's been keeping me occupied lately, too. Yeah. I'm like Growing up, you know, helping dad out, it felt like a chore. But then, like, when you actually do it yourself, you're like, this is awesome. Like, I mean, I, I can't say much. The only thing I've put in the ground is hops, cilantro, and mint. And your hops look great. Oh, thank I was, you. They were, they were all, I saw them, I guess, a few days ago, Wednesday. But um, I was really surprised at which. What's the one that's really popping off right now? The Chinook. The Chinook. Yeah. Yeah. So my entertainment for the week is MLS, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, I mean, if you're going to watch soccer for like pure skill and like looking for like if you're going to watch for like Premier League style play, you're not going to get it. But if you're going to watch for guys who are legitimately like trying to win a damn game every single second, it's MLS. And we just went and watched the NSC FC Cincinnati match. Austin FC, brand new to MLS. Even though they lost, I'm sure you guys enjoyed watching them play, knowing yeah, that you absolutely. have a local mm-hmm. club. It's pretty crazy seeing Austin. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, Charles came over yesterday. We watched it. I tried to make green food. That's right. Made some, <laughs> some wings with some chimichurri and some avocado. It was pretty good, yeah. Nice. We, we still lost, but yeah, it was fun. But again, like there, there's something, uh, it's a local club that you can get behind. I, knowing that Nashville SC is 15 minutes from here. We can get in our car, drive to the stadium in 15 minutes. That's a local club. And I know it's a little bit farther from for you guys, but it's certainly shorter than London, which is That's both true. of your Premier League teams. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching MLS. And I, more importantly, I enjoy watching Nashville mm-hmm. SE because it's our local club and I want them to be successful. So going to the match last night, even though we had to wear our mask when we weren't drinking or eating, which let's be honest, we were drinking the entire time. They're very lax. Yeah. I mean, it was great. So if you have the opportunity to go see an MLS team or watch an MLS team, like I, I don't care who you pull for, just support MLS. We're only MLS is only going to get better with support, yeah, and with people watching. Do, do we get to make fun of the Super League now? Is now when we get to make fun of the Super League? In, in just a minute, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Just I can wait. I can wait. <laughs> But Trip, what were you going to say? I was say? just going to say about the MLS is like I, I've ribbed the MLS many times about not being good enough. I get unwatchable. But, I mean, live soccer is great. And, you know, MLS might not be the Premier League, but it is like a first division, and it's definitely gotten better over the last five years. Um, but seeing live soccer, like we went to all the USL games. or not all of them, but me, you know, we went to a handful of the US, yeah. USL games and just soccer in person is way better. Oh, it if is. you're having a hard time watching MLS, go watch a couple games. Um, you know, it, it's real soccer. I mean, well, I mean, I, and we're kind of lucky because, like, we have Dax McCarty, we have Walker Zimmerman, we have some great players on our team that are U.S. national team players, and 
I think pretty much every club has a U.S. men's national team player on it. I don't know about Austin. Well, I don't know if that's it. Bragging. He just he's trying to sneak in digs on Austin. That's no, what he's trying. I to mean, do. we we can do, but. Uh... <laughs> I to be fair, I was pulling for Austin yesterday. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just was. giving you a hard time. You're good. Don't worry, Keith. <laughs> but uh, I think watching lower level soccer is makes you appreciate upper level soccer more. Like, oh no, I completely agree. So easy, you know, so yeah. when you see when it's not, you know, guys, y'all remember when I had season tickets to go see Austin Aztecs? Yeah. Remember? Well, and let's be honest. I mean, we can go like Charles goes and watches the local high school team and like they don't have to be that good for it to be entertaining. A big part of it is just learning the players names and watching them a few times and seeing how they play. And then you start to kind of pick up on little things where I've never really invested in the MLS like that until. But now I plan on it now that we have a local team. Um, So, yeah, Charles, can I'm super stoked about Austin and MLS in general. Charles, can I ask you a question real quick? Shoot. Who was that asshole announcer for Belton ISD when you started watching soccer over there? Like, that guy was a total jackass. Yeah, he would always say, like, nil instead of zero. And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea who it was. Nice try, Keith. Yeah, I think <laughs> Keith's plugging that he was the announcer for a while for the uh, Belton ISD. Right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But back to the MLS. <laughs> Uh, it's also a wide open. It's, the game is way more wide open, which I find very entertaining. Uh, I didn't you know. find that. I, I I don't know. I think every match is a little different. I didn't think it was wide open last night. I consider the MLS in general wide open. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like there's more space. Like there's not. They're not as quick, and they don't close things down as quickly. That that was one well, thing that I. And then yeah. Their touch doesn't stick to their foot. And you're like, why didn't you control that ball better? It's like, well, you're not as good as Harry Kane. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, nice. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, who are the two guys in the lead for the golden boot right now? Harry Kane. Harry Kane and Salah. Yeah. yeah. So I this might be our only bragging points at yeah. the end of the season between Steven and us <laughs> is who wins the golden boot. You might be right. So, all right, guys. So um, before we move on to our esoteric topic, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Guys, remember that brewery I took you to when y'all came out here a couple of years ago? You talking about the one with the shuffleboard on the patio and the soccer goals in the urinals that I yep, that's on? the one. I remember their beer was awesome. Well, that's Jackalope, and they make amazing beer. Yeah, Bailey sent us some beer from there that was really good for us to review on the podcast. Oh, wait, you mean the beer you drank before you're supposed to? I don't know what you're talking about, Charles. It's easy to get excited and want to drink when the beer is that good. Let me tell you about some of the great things that Jackalope is doing. Yes, Keith, do tell. This year, they are celebrating their 10th anniversary with taproom special releases like Good Magic, a barrel-aged imperial stout. Ooh, that was a great one. Right? 
Jackalope also donates 20% of their sales from one of their beers each month to local initiatives. This month, they'll be donating to Plant the Seed. Plant the Seed is a not-for-profit program that creates outdoor classrooms in community and school gardens to educate and empower under-resourced young people. Their outdoor classrooms help to build cultural connections, advance economic justice, and improve the overall health and well-being of the community they serve. Hey, that's cool. That's totally legit. They also do a lot for the environment by capturing CO2, composting, and creating events that bring the community together for the purpose of environmental sustainability. But that's not the best part, guys. Do tell, Keith. What is the best part? Their beer is fantastic. So true. So drink legendary. Drink Jackalope. Bearded bros tested. Bearded bros approved. High fives. All right, and welcome back to Bearded Bros Podcast. And Trip, are you ready to jump into another beer? Let's do it. All right. So this is a trip, or, or I'm sorry, this is a beer that Trip brought me, and it's called Everything Plus. And this is a breakfast sour from Bearded Iris. What's so we're keeping with the theme. Yeah, what's a breakfast sour? That's intriguing. I don't know how they've done a couple. I think this is either their second or third of what they call a breakfast sour. But um, this one in particular, and the last one actually, has peanut butter in it, and it's like a mellow sour to me. Hmm. Um, I have had this beer, and I've been like I've been flaunting it around to my friends because I've, it might be my favorite sour. You know how sours you can't really, for me at least, you can't drink more than one, or you can't sit down and like crush a six pack. Right. Uh, this the peanut butter here. It, the peanut butter aftertaste really mellows out your your taste buds so your palate's not wrecked like you, you know you get that intense sour flavor it kind of just washes that back so it's like really sour forward and then it's really smooth on the end it's it's it doesn't even like equate like i can't even like my mind can't even wrap peanut butter and sour together yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. peanut butter and jelly has some a lot of jellies are kind of sour and sweet. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like the I mean, they call them sour. It's kind of prominent. Kind of sweet. Yeah, fruity, it you know? is. The the peanut butter is pretty prominent in this, but it does have that like PB and J kind of flavor to it, and so it's peanut butter, strawberry, chocolate, and it says milk sugar. Milk sugar. It's lactose, yeah, like lactose sugar. Um. Man, this this is that good. is that like a seasonal thing? Or are they going to have that? Do they always have that? This one's brand new. They did a breakfast sour, and I can't remember the name of it, but it had apricot and peanut butter. The one last one? year for their anniversary. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that one was so good. Um, Keith, you should grab some of those and put them in your fridge for next time we come. Because I'm actually intrigued by that. Normally, if I hear <laughs> peanut butter and jelly or marshmallow and chocolate, like I steer away, but. I guess I kind of trust Bearded Iris. Trip brought me one over. And if you guys are going to come in, I'm going to be honest, in the next couple of months, I will put it aside. But if it's going to be longer than that, I'm going to drink it. Just go buy a six pack or a four pack so I can have one instead of sharing one with four people. Do you think they'll be available on Friday? I'll check. I'll check again next week. Uh, But once it's gone, it's probably gone. Um, They might bring it back because it's so good, but they don't have anything in the Because... Even like with another suggestion in Wavelength that we had, you know, they'll put them out like twice a year, maybe. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're they're very limited. So you have. I'll check the tap room this week and I'll pick up some four packs if they have some. I mean, because Keith, I remember like when I the first time I came to Nashville, I think to help you move, you had we bought bearded iris somewhere like we didn't go to the brewery but i know that like i had some of their beers and i think the first couple i had were sours and they were good like that's that that's what i've kind of equated with bearded iris until tonight when we had all these double ipas which are also good so get some yeah i mean bearded iris does sours and they do double ipas incredibly well and i i mean their standard beer home style is arguably one of the best IPAs in Nashville. It's yeah. it's kind of hard to argue. I that. mean, in our job, we you know we we're all over the market, and that's definitely one of the most we see as far as local uh, beers go. Uh, home styles everywhere. Like if you're at a craft beer place, they're always going to have like a spot for home style almost um, more so than what I can. I can't even think of another beer that would come close. I I do want to ask you, Trip, because I have you here. You went to Liverpool mm-hmm. a few years ago, and while you were there, did you not stumble across Bearded Iris while you were in Liverpool? I did. So it was it was super weird. Uh, Liverpool City Center. Uh, there's a. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brewdog, but mm-hmm. Brewdog started in Scotland, and I think they have a brewery. They think they brew in Ohio in the states. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we. We're staying near Liverpool Center Center, and we go to the Brew Dog uh, Brew Pub that they have there, and you know we're having a couple of drinks at the end of the night. You know, I'm getting tired of like English, like the English beer. You know, I'm just, you know, I go to Brew Dog, and you can still get some of those hoppy American style IPAs. That is what I like the most. But anyway, I'm sitting at the bar and I look over the right, and then they have like their little itemized cooler. And I see Bearded Iris and I freak out. And I'm like, what the hell is this doing here? Like, I know you just don't, Bearded Iris doesn't do, doesn't send beers over to the other side of the pond. But uh, I texted my guys at Bearded Iris right away and they're like, oh yeah, we did, um, we did some brewing on site at Brewdog and we sent over a couple pallets of beer. And it was just weird. Like you're just sitting in Liverpool. I have no idea. And like Bearded Iris wow. is little Nashville beer. It's just yeah, that's pretty awesome. Shelf. All right. So trip. What's your rating for oh, this? Um, you know, I'll give it five out of five on untapped, like I gave it <laughs> when I checked it in the first. Uh, solid beer. My, I mean, I've, I've been telling everybody, and yeah, no bullshit. It's like it might be my favorite sour. Wow. So I'm gonna give this. And are you guys familiar with a charcoal chimney where you dump your charcoal into it and light underneath? Keith, how many times have you been in my house? <laughs> for every time we cook out, yes. Okay, so I'm going to give this 47 out of 48 charcoals lit in a charcoal chimney. So they're that like perfect glow of orange and they're ready to go in. 47 out of 48 pieces of charcoal in a charcoal chimney. My favorite part about charcoal chimneys is when you pour it into your actual grill and you're like, God damn it, why did I wear sandals? Because now my feet are on fire and they're burning with embers. <laughs> so Charles and I opened up our second round of Bearded Iris beers. Do you want to do another? Do you want to um, revisit your review at all? I, I don't know that they're, they're not as cold. Yeah, we are kind of drunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's really so Charles saved me the compact, which is the one that I really liked. And I can say upon, I'm, I'm kind of amazed that they don't really have a lot of aroma. 
Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not bad. It's just like, bowl, it's not. yeah, it's not. They just, they don't really have a lot of aroma, but this is just as good, if not better, the second time. And I really wish that someone from Bearded Iris would come down to Texas and teach people how to make double IPAs. Because right. nice. it's super smooth and just super tasty. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. But also, awesome. no aroma is weird. Yeah, IPA. not even like an alcoholic smell. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't smell hot. It just smells kind of good, but not real hoppy. It's just, yeah, it's good. Are 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 you guys going to change your reviews at all, or are you going to just? No, like, I just did it, Keith. I said it was good. I said come to Texas and teach us <laughs> how to do it. Can you yeah. get any better than that? Yeah, fair enough. All right, guys. So why don't we jump into our esoteric topic for the evening? I'm tr- I'm really trying not or to what? say what esoteric topic. That's esoteric that's topic of the I, evening. I think you've been saying it right all along. I think Charles is just. I, I'm not being critical. I like the way he says it. It's esoteric. Yeah, yeah. He says esoteric. I I, I can't say it. <laughs> I do style. put emphasis on the O. Keep so say or- the- say orange again. Orange. It is not he, orange. He he's thinking about too much. It's an orange. What? <laughs> no, so I just like our, the way he draws that word. Yeah. All right. So our esoteric topic for the evening is something that was actually announced earlier today that 12 teams have signed on to this Super League. And yeah. and we're for our listeners who don't know, we're talking about soccer, football. What, what, however you want to describe it, but 12 teams have signed on to the Super League and all three of our teams are involved in this. So it's not just Liverpool, it is Liverpool, Tottenham and Arsenal are all a part of it. Trip, you cracked me up earlier with your like, how the hell did Arsenal become a part of this? <laughs> but, <don't> know. Tottenham, <laughs> Tottenham should be in there too. And the, how, the, how do we become part of it? So... But we're talking about forming a brand new league outside of Champions League. I'm going to share that that meme that I just showed you. Sorry, you guys go ahead. This is not something for radio. We're talking about the founding members being in there every single year. They cannot be kicked out. And then other clubs working their way in. But there's a lot of pushback on this because it will hurt the premier league it's going to hurt some other leagues because these teams are not going to be able to get in and build their way up to this and so i just kind of want to get y'all guys like what do y'all feel about this super league this is how i feel this is bullshit this is a bunch of rich (laughs) clubs deciding that they want to you know get more money and doesn't really matter how good they are i.e. Tottenham and Arsenal. Speaking but, of that, if you guys look in the chat, I, I just put a little a, l- a little a little meme that I, I found personally very funny. <clears throat> but like can't be relegated? What what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I agree. It's just, it's just the rich getting richer and it, 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 if there were the gap I mean, speaking for the Premier League alone, if the gap's already this big, like it's only gonna get even bigger. So yeah, the Premier League's still going to be there. The domestic leagues are still going to be there. But, you know, yeah, Leicester, I, Leicester was 5,000 to 1 to win the league already. Uh, yeah. And we might never see that again. But, I mean, you got teams that float like West Ham's floating with top four. Um, I just think, if anything, it's going to broaden the gap between the elite clubs and they're going to line their pockets. Like, they're going to be able, you know, I don't know exactly 
how the money's going to fall to everybody. But I saw that there was like a $3.5 billion or Euro package to all the founding clubs that they're going to have um, access to, to mitigate COVID losses. So they're going to come into this summer with whatever money that they're getting from that, or it's not this summer, the next summer, or, you know, however they choose to spend it. Right. Um, with, while these, all these other clubs are struggling. So right. this is Fairly where Liverpool in, ends up with like Mbappe and... I mean, I guess there's 12 other clubs that are going to be vying for Mbappe. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe a Liverpool or, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona, who's having terrible um, financial issues right now, like maybe they can, you know, it'll help them ease their checks and balances to get M- a player like Mbappe in. Um, it's just kind of worrying because it, they call it the beautiful game. You know, you can be like, what other sport can somebody play like in a village with like no money? Like, you know, yeah. you can play some form of soccer. And now, like, it, it, it's coming into, oh, well, there's 12 clubs. And, like, these 12 clubs that are announced, and I, I saw that there's 15, so maybe there's three more other founding clubs that are going to be announced. But, like, these these clubs are going to run the world of soccer. Like, every single soccer star is going to come to them. They want Because every single soccer star wants to be in that yeah. league. And there's only five other spaces. So, you're like, oh, well, the five other teams can join this Super League. Like, that's five out of, you know, how many European countries are there? Yeah, a lot. Um, so I get I get the, I get, I mean, if you're Liverpool, like if you're on the board and you're looking at numbers and you're saying, oh, shit, like we cannot miss out on this. Like all these other teams are doing it. We're going to get it. We're going to do it too. Like we deserve to be there. But. Well, I mean, it's, it's one thing for Liverpool, but speaking as a Tottenham supporter, like. Look at how many teams have won more League Cups and won like have just done better than Tottenham in the past. Like what we won, we won the league in 1961 or something like that, right? Like, why would why just because of money? Why should we be one of these ones that is like not going to ever be relegated? We're always in it. It just I don't know. To me, it takes away a lot of what I like about um, you know world football. Like yeah. the the idea of well, like relegation well, and qualifying for things and right, it, but Stephen, I I'll tell you why it's great to be one of those members is because now as one of those members, you can go out and get some of the best players in the. You're in the running for Mbappe. Yeah, but why does you're that? In this, but you're that's basically like it. It's just giving it such a arbitrary unfair advantage like so Tottenham and Arsenal and I'm dogging on Charles and my squads here right yeah like because we're financially a big six club we're gonna all of a sudden reap these benefits of being in this league year after year that like what about look let, look at Leeds like Leeds has is traditionally a better team than Tottenham and now they're, you know, they're right on our heels this year. We're underperforming. They're, they're doing, I mean, it's, I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't like how this could transform everything. Granted, I don't know that much about the history of European yeah, football because I'm an American. But it's based on money. It's yeah, it's, it's, on, it just, it seems like it's so based just on money. And that's one Jim. of the things that I like most about European football is that you, you get parity because you have relegation and because you have qualifying and because yeah, you don't have matters. any, right. No one is guaranteed anything. Mm-hmm. And this but is guaranteeing, say- this is, this is changing that. This is guaranteeing that those 15 clubs 
are always in it. It's gonna it would kill Champions League, according to what I read today. I don't know all the details, right. but but it, those fifteen clubs would always be in it, and then you'd have five that come and go. Like, come yeah. on, like to me, that's just. I mean, I understand yeah. they're from a business standpoint. I understand that, but also from a fan standpoint. I don't give a shit about the business owners. I would much rather root from a Nottingham Forest or a Leeds that spend. I don't. I don't really, honestly care that the owners of Leeds have spent the past ten years struggling. Like that's the way it goes. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it, I don't care. And so to take that away and guarantee certain clubs like X number of billions of dollars, I don't know. I just don't like it. No, I don't like it either. And, and what about the impact on the players? Like another thing they have yeah. to compete in? Like they're already well, it, it's not well, another. No, it, it, it's it would, not it another would kill thing. Champions League. It would take it away. It would take that away. And we also have to talk about the fact that FIFA is threatening to kick them out of Premier League, kick them out of domestic cups, out of Champions League, no, and FA, FA mm-hmm. Cup. All of these things. Hmm. They're they're threatening to kick them out of that. And so, as a Liverpool supporter, I can't imagine us not playing in league play. And I know a lot of people think that this might be like, oh, they're just like, this is a bark without a bite. We're we're just throwing that out there. But I think that's true. Because in a lot of ways, FIFA, it probably is a bark without a bite. Because if they go the Super Cup route, Super League, whatever, like you would wind up with every weekend these teams would be on, like it would come with TV deals. Like you'd get to watch your teams. And, but the cost of that is that your team might suck. Like coming from a former Browns fan, the Browns should have been kicked out of the NFL a long time ago. And if that was like a consequence of them sucking, they probably would have gotten better sooner. Or I would have got to watch them play against, I don't know, the Calgary Stampede or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it might have just been a better who story mo- to tell. Who mo- who moves in when the Browns, like, drop out? Is that Ohio State? Well, <laughs> they, yeah, I don't know. They might be something like that. But one of, one of the my favorite things, honestly, like, y'all convinced me to start liking soccer. I mean, I grew up in Ohio. I was in a, I mean, I was a football kid. Like, I never – I made fun of soccer players my entire life. Y'all convinced me to start liking soccer. And one of the things that I liked the most about it was the concept of relegation. And that even a team like Leeds 20 years ago could get relegated and like struggle for a long time. And I think that just like, I don't know, it just not only does it does it penalize the rich teams that don't like carry forward what they're supposed to do and what they should be able to do, but it also benefits the Nottingham Forest and Leicester. the and Leicester and Leicester, they one team one year into yeah. the league and then they win it. Yeah, you know? and I mean, and and all those like teams that can come up for one or two years and just think about what it does for that fan base. Even if even if they're not going to make it to Champions League, they might not even make it Europa Cup. They might get relegated after a year or two. But just like that story, to me, is more about what sport is than this concept of this Super League. I don't know. I just think it's... I think we all I think we all agree. We're recording this on Sunday night, so I think tomorrow morning 
their like Champions League, they're already changing their format and they're supposed to roll that out tomorrow. So I don't know how that'll I don't know how that's gonna go. And they might and the super teams might get kicked out of Champions League and Champions League might turn into Europa League. I don't think domestic leagues are just gonna fold like like from this from this fallout. Um, maybe 15, 20 years from now they do because this is like the first step and you know it, it's just a very like American idea what they're doing yeah. Uh, yeah, I on agree. the sports world. Um, Cause I'm like, I'm with you. When I first discovered soccer, I was like, Oh, relegation. This is awesome. You mean to tell me like the new Orleans Pelicans and the Utah jazz are going to play the play an important game late in the season. Like this is great. Uh, and it's, it is true. And it's how sports should be run. You shouldn't just be like, you know, you finish in last place, you get the best player in the draft next year in right. sports. Yeah. Um, so it feels like it's moving that way, which is very beneficial to the owners because they're guaranteed all this money every single year from this, from these broadcast rights and sports rights and ticket prices. Um, it just, it takes away the, the beauty of the normal soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree because if we, if we look at it, if Tottenham, Arsenal, or Liverpool are relegated, it, say they don't kick us out of domestic cup, it's an idle threat. Yeah. And one of us gets relegated, which isn't out of the question. We could be relegated in a year, but we're still in the Super League, even though we're playing in the championship. Yeah, that's, that, that's fucked up. That should not be an option. Did, did y'all championship? Did y'all click on the link I just put in the chat? Like earlier, I, I see the link. I have not clicked on it's, it. I, I'm not going to talk about it because it's kind of inappropriate if I have to explain it. I had to explain it to Charles earlier, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's making fun of Tottenham and Arsenal. Anyway, like, but what does it mean that the none of the Bundesliga teams have signed on to this? Well, so, like, none of the Bundesliga like, teams or Chelsea. What? Man U or Chelsea? No, they have. They're on. Yeah, Man U oh, and yeah. Chelsea yeah. are both. There. You're not in Chelsea so, already. Yeah, I saw I saw something recently that said Bayern is gonna actually sign on to it. Oh, and really? Leip- and this is the other one. Leipzig is in for it. So, like, why are we giving Leipzig a place in over this? Dortmund? They've only been relevant for like four years. So they're giving Leipzig a spot over Dortmund. Well, Leipzig wants to jump in. Like, see, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how this. I mean, well, it's so- very it's very fresh. So the argument for it is like the pandemic, as an example, like killed ticket sales and stuff like that. Like, is that the logic is that this provides consistency and that these teams will always be in it? Now, I think this this discussion has been going on for what, like eight years. That's that's what I thought. And like, so the the pandemic, I mean, the argument for it is like the argument for it would be Bayern Munich plays Real Madrid every single year. Juventus plays, you know, Man United every single year. I think that's the argument for it. Um, But it takes away the beauty of it. It takes away. It really does. And and that's the thing I like, like in champions league in the group stage, we could be playing like a Russian club that we've never heard of before. And there there's, there's a certain like semblance of beauty in that. Like, that's one side of it is like, Hey, you get to go play all these champions of like, you know, countries that aren't as mm-hmm. prolific in, in Europe, but it also you play Real Madrid once every eight years. Right. It's like, that's the other great thing about it is like, so is it gonna, is it just going to mellow out like the Liverpool Real Madrid fixture? 
the Barcelona Bayern fixtures, like, you know, they, they might play every four years now. I mean, we and, very rarely play Barcelona. Yeah. And like our last match against Barcelona for you and I was one of the greatest moments of our entire lives. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what happened after that match <laughs> because it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But we're going to kind of lose that. Yeah. You guys play Real Madrid a lot. Well, we played them well this year, obviously. <laughs> Champions League final was, was a sour, was, but then the, yeah, before that, oh yeah, 13 14. 13 14. But that's how it should be. It's like, you know, yeah. you get memories of something that happened 12 years ago. It's like, oh, remember that time we beat Real Madrid 4 0 at Anfield? Like, that's crazy. Now, like a 4 0 win at Anfield against Real Madrid is like, oh, well, you play them twice a year every year. So yeah. like, it's bound to happen. Um, you don't get that memorable night, and it doesn't mean as much. Right. For me, the difference between the way that soccer is now with the concept of relegation and having to like make it into these tournaments is like there's always motivation to be good for any professional club, right? Whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's soccer, whatever. But in soccer, there's a requirement to be good. Like if you want to be one of these top teams, like you have to keep spending money and you have to be constantly changing things. And if they when you look at the NFL or Major League Baseball, like the Americanized version of things where they don't have relegation, there's not a requirement. Like you can still make money by having cool jerseys or having like for whatever reason you market yourself well, your team can suck and you can make money. But in soccer, if you suck, you're going to wind up falling off the table and into kind of this realm of obscurity. And yeah. I think it, I think I just think it's better for fans to have it the way that soccer has. It. Yeah, I mean, so it's I don't true. Know. It's pure. It's like the way sports should be, mm-hmm. you know. Because I mean, in uh, in our American leagues, like they split revenue. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would love if MLS and USL worked an agreement where there was promotion and relegation. It's so un-American now to do I know. that. No, the owners it, never because it, right because it opens you up to so much risk. Yeah, and yeah. But it's better. It's better for the fans. I mean, we have these talks all the time, and it's fun to play with. But like, if we had promotion relegation, Johnny Manziel would be in the lower league right now, like tearing it up. Well, either tearing it up or just throwing fifty interceptions a game. But like, he would still have a job, and like, you might tune in on a Saturday afternoon to watch a lower league, you know, Austin Austin football team, you know, play against you know the Memphis whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, Brett Favre might still have a job. It's like, I'm hanging <laughs> on to it. I'm gonna... <laughs> it would definitely make the sport more enjoyable, but it would never happen. Well, uh, but before we end this podcast, Trip, I I have another beer here that you threw in this cooler, <laughs> and go, I'm, sure. I'm curious. Charles, go, would go you like me to open it? Let's review Medella. <laughs> I'm Medella. Trip, Trip, would would you like me to open this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. There you are, sir. Keith, of all the beer, all the breweries you took me to in Nashville, why have you never taken me to Bearded Iris? I have taken y'all to Bearded Iris. I don't think we've been to Bearded Iris. I don't know, maybe. It's all blur. No, we haven't. Yes, yes, I've taken you to Bearded Iris. I don't think we've been to Bearded Iris. I know for a fact because I point sound drunk. Yeah, because I pointed out at us like a painting that's on top that looks oh. like Jurgen Klopp. It's got a big gravel parking lot. Uh, very uh, the tap room inside is open, and you can see into the into the brewery. 
Keith's lying. He's lying on us. <laughs> You're relegated, Keith. Well, you know what? Next time you guys come out here, we'll all go to Bearded Iris. I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember this. I place. think I've been I've been to various artists and Jackalope. I think that's it. You no, you've well, been I've, to- I've, I've been to Disconsider, which I actually really thought that place was awesome. And it made me wonder why more places don't have a cidery or whatever that you would call that. But you've also, really cool. I know for a fact that I took you to New Heights as well. You've been to New Heights Brewing. That was the last brewery we went to when you helped me move here. Hmm. I, and I think the reason I, would, I, I think would remember Bearded Iris because where was the place we went to watch uh, Liverpool play Tottenham? It was like in that bougie neighborhood and I had a blue t-shirt on and some dude kept elbowing me in the head. Um, oh no, we went to Franklin Abbey for that. Yeah, that's where it was. And they had Bearded They had Bearded Iris on tap. And I, I think I would have noted I would have remembered if we went to the brewery. Because I like the I like the beer. Oh, anyway, well, we're, maybe we're going I off have, on tangents. But may, maybe I haven't taken you there. I apologize. This is good radio. Yeah. Has Keith taken us there or not? Yeah. The plot thickens. <laughs> yeah. I like we'll this game. Know. It sounds so, like you guys about- just need to come to Nashville more often to come into every Austin brewery. <laughs> All right. Tell us tell us about that beer. Yeah. All right. So this beer is called Reverse. Reverse. Does it, it literally is, say it twice? Yeah. I mean reverse, so, reverse. So don't don't reverse is basically what it's saying. Just go, go straight. straight. Yeah, go straight. But this beer and trip, this goes back to what you were saying earlier. This is not under eight percent. This what is a is nine nine and a half percent imperial IPA, and it has Sabro, Strata, and Citra hops. And man, that is fucking good. It's is really it good. good. Um, fucking good, Charles. <laughs> You definitely it, you definitely get the booziness out of this one, um, where there it was hidden on the ones we had previously tonight. But this one, I get that little bit of alcohol taste. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nine and a half percent—that's a little hard. I mean, it it has that sweetness that you get from the alcohol, but even even so, with nine and a half percent, it doesn't taste no. like a not. It's I mean, if you drink this, you would say it's probably closer to seven and a half eight percent. So I guess it's just the two of us. What are what are we rating this? Mm, it's not my favorite. Um, it's still very good, and I'll definitely finish my glass. But uh, I'll do I'll do twelve out of fifteen Super League teams. Okay. <laughs> way way to pull it back to the esoteric topic. I'm just I'm impressed with Keith's like per ABV percentage ratings. Like I'm like it's a Miller Light or oh shit. <laughs> and he's like no this isn't 7.5 percent. this is like eight <laughs> um i'm going to give this whoo i'm going to give this a 27 out of 30 miles per hour for trent's goal against aston villa and the Liverpool circle jerk continues. <laughs> Be careful what you got. You guys invited me back. I'm like, I'm like what you wish for. We'll, we'll convince you to make fun of Keith in a, hey, give, in, in a Liverpool some way in, in some way. He did give some Harry Kane love tonight. I, I appreciated that, yeah. <laughs> Mouth breather lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can laugh at that. I can laugh at Harry. Good old Harry. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up the podcast for the evening. So let's end up with our taglines of the night. And Trip, are you ready for your tagline of the night? Man, as a Bearded Bros fan, I'm really upset that I didn't uh, come prepared for a tagline. You know, this would have been helpful when I asked what I need to be prepared for. But um, I'll just uh, go back to my entertainment and just say, hey, get your hands dirty, you know. That's that's good. I, I like, like that. that. I like that, too. All right, Stephen. I'll just say that, you know, we talked a lot about Liverpool. We talked a lot about Tottenham. I noticed that no one mentioned Arsenal, but that's okay because no one knows any of their players' names. So <laughs> oh, you. have a good night, everybody. You do. Come on. <laughs> Charles? <laughs> that was it, Charles. That was my little dig. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, truth, love, and justice. Well, what else is there? <laughs> Actually, I hey, like that a lot. Was it, Charles, pretty well. I, I thought we were <laughs> No, it was. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say with everything going on in the world, and we hope that you, we've taken your mind off of it for an hour hour and a half, two hours, however long this has went. It's been two hours. <laughs> but I I will say this. If you change your community, you change the world. And honestly, people, listen to that. If you change your community, you can change the world. Go and do it. So as always, thanks for listening and cheers. Adios, everyone. Peace out. Cheers. Good hanging out with you guys. Yeah, Trip, you're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Smile and remember, laugh and forget it. I'll indulge it, then dismiss it. Still keeps me frozen, locked in moments. What kind of door have I opened? Hello doesn't fit, so I search for an exit. I slipped, I tripped, and I fell. This side of fearless and left the stupid. I've got an appetite for what you sell. So show me where the edge is. Show me where the edge is. Well, we hope you enjoyed another episode of Bearded Bros Podcast with our guest trip. Thanks again for joining us trip. We enjoyed having you on and hope to have you on again in the future. Again, make sure you follow us on all the socials and become that Patreon subscriber. Just $5 a month will help grow this podcast to the next level. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and cheers.